It's Monday, the 25th of October, Ah. and we have the Spook Sisters coming at ya. Yeah. I'm Franny. And I'm DA. And welcome back to another episode with us. Yeah. It's Monday. True crime in the house. True crime murder. What up, murder, true crime and murder? Always murder. Always a well, murder. it's always something gory with you. Do you know it's all? It, you kind of remind me of a Quentin Tarantino movie. Ooh. You know why? Why? Because you know that in this movie, there's going to be a lot of carnage, a lot of blood, <laughs> and there's going to be people dying. <laughs> and that's got Fran written all over <laughs> all it. All over it. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here for that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. How was your week? Um, it's, it's going. I got my color contact. Or weekend, I should say. Yeah, well, I got my color contact. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, got those. So. Ooh, and part of those are for your yeah. costume, right? So, it's going to be lit. Cannot wait. I know. I'm so excited for the, for dressing up. It's exciting. I actually think about it. I'm like, I'm going to have a whole new different persona. Oh, yeah. Got to get in character. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I can't wait for all of our pictures. I know. Gonna be memorabilia. Uh, but I am not so excited about the fact that October is ending. I know. Wah, it's our last wah, week. Wah. But this is your way of life, so. Correct. Yeah, it, that won't ever change. But it's just a little bit more accepted. It's just enhanced. <laughs> enhanced you know? in October. Well. I have... I was going to say, what do you have for us today? I have a pretty good story. I have a really, really good story for you this week. Uh, however, it's, it crossbreeds into bringing a little awareness to to the holiday coming up. I'm all about the awareness. And I will kind of peel into that, into what my awareness is a little later into the story. But I bring to you today the Halloween killer. Oh! Oh, is this Michael? Are we talking about <laughs> Michael Myers? You wish it was Michael. Oh, I totally do. I did see the new movie. I know you have not yet, but we will go together. Michael's my dude, man. Michael is totally my dude. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I I can't lie, I was laughing a lot of the time. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> I was yes. laughing a lot to be of the funny. time. Yes. yes. Very good. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I mean, I laughed at the Rob Zombie ones. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I did too. Sorry to even cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're okay. You are okay. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> I don't own it. <laughs> Copyright. All right, then. Born on June 2nd, 1964, mm. was a beautiful baby girl named Lisa Ann French. In uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to parents of Alan French and Marianne Gehrig. Her parents would divorce in her very young years, and she would then be living with her mother and stepfather, Bruce DePowell. There's a W at the end of that. Like like P-A-U-W. Powell. Powell. And their soon-to-be newborn uh, son, Fawn Dulac. Oh. No, that's not. I was his gonna name. say his name was Fond du Lac. What up, yo? <laughs> no, no, no. The, he was born in Fond du Lac. Wisconsin. I like that folk, Fond du Lac. That's my yeah. name. My eyes went. <laughs> 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 
love that. She attended Cheguin Elementary School, and she was in the fourth grade. Mm. She was even a member of the Girl Scouts. Aww. I know. I always wanted to be a Girl Scout. Yeah, I but was for I, like a week. And then, yeah, I... Oh, you were. And then I got over it real fast after I saw everything that they had to do. I was like, "Mm, well, it wasn't so much what they had to do. It was the girls that were in the Girl Scouts. Yeah, I didn't want to wear that outfit either. So I want all, you know, because it was a cool thing to wear your brownie like uniform to school. Right. And all these little girls have their patches on there. So I was like, what are you guys, you know, because I was curious. They give you like the dirty look like. With your nose. You remember seeing the Adams family? Are those made by real Girl Scouts? Those were the type of type of females that I stuck around for a week with in Girl Scouts. I'm like, nope, we're done. Thanks. Yeah, those girls don't like me yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, thank you. That's all right. We come to Halloween night. 1973. Ooh, girl, this is mm, 70s style too, man. I know. I knew wow. you'd love this one. Yes. Oh, this I had fun. to bring you a good one. I had to bring it to you. Okay. Halloween night, 1973. I love how you say that. <laughs> Lisa's plans were to meet up with a friend named Ann Parker. Mm-hmm. She left her house around 5.45 p.m. And she was uh, in costume as a hobo. Oh, God. Dressed in a black felt hat, a green parka with blue masking tape on her jeans, and dotted freckles on her cheeks. Aww, like, you know those cutesy yeah, little... Yeah, not, I, cute. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Anne had gotten into some sort of trouble and was no longer allowed out that night. She got oh. grounded. <laughs> Locked out. Right. They were supposed to end up at the outdoor Halloween party at Pumpkin Place on East Bank Street. It was said that Pumpkin Place was a spot for the neighborhood kids to meet up in between trick-or-treating, kind of like a safe space, Mm -hmm. like a safe place. Mm -hmm. And since Anne got in trouble that night, that left Lisa to go trick-or-treating by herself. Guess what you don't want to do. No. Nobody wants to go trick-or-treating by themselves. Nobody wants to go trick-or-treating by themselves. No. So, uh, Lisa's mother, Marianne, had started to grow worried about French's whereabouts when she didn't return home after her mother's instructed 7 p.m. curfew. Oh, no. Her parents contacted the police at 9.18 p.m. and stated that this is unlike Lisa not to come home when she said she was going to be home. By 10 p.m., Lisa was still nowhere to be seen, and a search party had arose to help look for her. Unfortunately, they were unsuccessful. Mm. I don't even like where the story's going already. I know. You said, that's why I said you'd wish <laughs> that it was Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's last known whereabouts were confirmed by police. Uh, she was out trick-or-treating by herself at one of her classmates' house and then a previous teacher's house around 6.15 and 6.30 p.m. They'd naturally assumed that she went to the pumpkin place but was not found there. As well, they thought that she might be at a friend's house who lived nearby, but there was no luck there either. So they were looking all over for this poor kid. Everywhere. During the next few days... There would be a mass missing persons. Flyers and photos printed and displayed all over town. 
It was said that 5,000 people helped in this search for Lisa. Oh, that's so it was like a it was a community thing, like oh. neighboring towns. I bet that's that's girl, yeah. even the Coast Guard got involved. Wow, this was I this think was about like 5,000 people, people looking for one. Are you ready for this? I didn't even put her age out there. She's nine years old. 5,000 people were for one nine-year-old. Poor kid. Nine years old. Nine. Mm. On November 3rd, 1973, at 11.30 a.m., a farmer named Gerald Braun was returning home in his tractor in Teichita, Wisconsin. (laughs) Teichita. It's spelled with like a D. Teichita. Teichita. Where he would discover two garbage bags. One containing the naked corpse of Lisa French, and the other which contained her belongings. Oh my gosh. I know. It was later discovered that Lisa had also made a stop at another neighbor's house, Gerald Miles Turner Jr. Lisa had stopped at Turner's house in hopes of receiving more candy. (laughs) But that is not at all what she got. When she arrived at Turner's home... She rang his doorbell and said, trick or treat. As she walked into his open doorway with her candy bag open as Turner came to the door. It was stated in his confession, Turner and French had begun to talk about candy and at some point during their encounter, Turner had lured her into his bedroom where he would proceed to violently sexually assault and murder French. At some point after the sexual assault, Turner said that he attempted to revive the nine-year-old girl after she stopped breathing until his uh, his girlfriend, Arlene Penn, had arrived at the home. According to Penn, she arrived at the house around 7 p.m. after attending the same Halloween party with their child that French was supposed to attend to that night. So the little girl that she was supposed to go out partying with, the mom's boyfriend did this to her? No, 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 no. No, I no. I miss miss I missed it. So Gerald, which is Turner. Yeah. He lured her in and his girlfriend was out at the same Halloween party that pumpkin place. Yes. She was out with their child. Oh. At Pumpkin Place while this was happening at the house to Lisa by Turner. And then he was trying to revive her, but Arlene came home. And so he had to stop while he trying to bring her back to life because she got home. So when she came home and she found Turner, he was wearing a bathrobe and he, and, and she claimed that he said that he was sick. He, had made several trips to the bedroom to lie down where in the bathroom adjacent to the bedroom was Lisa's body uh, was placed according to his confession. So his girlfriend comes home with their kid and they have a dead and he has a dead nine year old in his bath. And she has no idea. And she left again. And once she left, he would resume by stuffing Lisa and her belongings in separate bags and decided to drive to Teichita and dispose of her body on McCabe Road in a farm field. What a POS, man. 
Tell me about it. P.O.S. Piece of effing shit. It was reported that Turner wore socks on his hands to avoid leaving any DNA behind. Well, in 73, DNA wasn't that big deal anyway, so that really didn't come until, like, late 80s, like, early 90s, and then it didn't really pop off until much, like, you know, much later. So, DNA testing, thats that was like a, that was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's not like you can swab your mouth now. I got DNA sample. You did it. I mean, snap with the how many how many ways you can collect DNA now. I know. And you can even have like just a little bit and they can do a full DNA test on you. Back in the day, that wasn't even a possibility. No. Not even possible. No. During the early part of the investigation, Turner was actually made to be a suspect but it would take about nine months until he would actually make a confession after he had been interviewed and tested so many times. Now, I want to mention, Lisa actually knew Turner quite well. He and his family shared a duplex with her and her family, and she would play with his child regularly. Oh, my so, God. What? God, this guy's a freaking piece uh, of shit. Yes. Say the word she won't. She's a piece of shit. Absolutely. Um, so it wasn't un- an unfamiliar place for her to go when she was she was easily persuaded because she knew him. Just, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a nine-year-old that's like, oh, this is a friend. This is, they're not going to hurt me. I feel safe. Correct. And that is, and that's the lowest of the low right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. He would complete a polygraph. And when the results came back inconclusive, he'd reject to take another one. (sighs) Being that he said that he was treated unfairly by the police. During well, poly- this whole yeah, polygraphs really don't mean crap. Mm-mm. Police anyway. <clears throat> police would collect hair DNA from Turner, which would then later show a positive match to the DNA found on Lisa's clothing. So, and like, and they had to take a you know probably the the full strand of hair and everything else, and you know, it, oh god, he's just a lowest of the low right there. I agree. In nineteen seventy four. In Turner's confession, he had stated that he became, quote, highly sexually motivated, end quote, when he saw Lisa standing in his doorway, and that's when he began to proceed to lure her into his bedroom. A nine-year-old. A nine-year-old. Turner said that... Dressed as a hobo. Yeah. He did say, you know, again, to repeat, that when he he noticed that she stopped breathing... He put his uh, head over her chest and noticed her heart was still beating. And that's when he attempted to revive her. You shouldn't have been doing what you were doing in the first place, dickhole. Correct. 
Gerald Turner was subsequently taken into police custody on August 9, 1974, and was convicted on February 4, 1975, by a jury on the charges of second-degree murder, enticing a child for immoral purposes and acts of sexual perversion, and was sentenced to 38 years and six months in prison. He should have been sentenced more than that, and then should have put it in Gen Pop, too. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait. It gets better. Gerald Turner was first paroled on October 13th, 1992 for good behavior after only serving 17 years and eight months of his sentence in Waupun Correctional Institution. Turner's 1992 parole sparked multiple community protests and public outrage among French's relatives and residents of Milwaukee, which was where he was living at in a halfway house during his first parole. This prompted lawmakers to create the Sexual Predator Law, Wisconsin's Chapter 980, nicknamed Turner's Law, which was ratified on May 26 of 94 by Wisconsin's governor, Tommy Thompson. This law allows criminals who have been paroled or released from their prison sentences to be detained in mental institutions if they are deemed to have a substantial probability of committing another crime. Turner was sent back to prison on November 23, 1993, after a Department of Corrections appealed ruled that they had miscalculated his mandatory parole release from his good behavior. I've said this before. Who do we need to put on leave for that? That's a clerical error that is huge. And then on top of that, you're saying in 94, they're going to put in mental institutions. Remember my little speech about my mental health, you know, the, the, the mentalist health asylum. Yeah. Well, at that point they were getting rid of, they were getting rid of mental institutions. So like by 97, remember how it was kind of like all shut down. So then they would go to a state hospital. That's yeah. I like how our stories kind of, they get relatively they get relatively brought back and forth and back and forth in what we bring to each other. So yeah. I like that. What brings us to 1998, January 29th. After a four-day trial, a jury on Turner's parole hearing ruled that Turner was not a violent sexual predator, meaning that he could not be held at a treatment center under Turner's law and could begin his mandatory second parole that year. Turner was returned to prison for an additional 15 years after violating his parole in 2003 when he uh, was found to have an abundance of pornographic content uh, in his possession that he was not supposed to have. No, because he's a sexual predator. No. Right. No. <laughs> After being returned to prison to serve 15 and a half years for violating, Gerald Turner was scheduled to mandatory to be mandatorily released fully from his extended prison sentence at Racine or Racine Correctional Institution. Racine. Racine, yeah without any parole restrictions on February 1st of 2018. That was just like a couple of years ago. Right. 
Due to the unfortunate events that have happened over the last two years, his case had been pushed back due to COVID. (laughs) The COVID strikes again. His next date was known to be October 29th, 2020, two days before the 47th anniversary of the murder of Lisa French. Talk about Halloween, though. That is. That is spooky as hell right there. Isn't it? I love how it got pushed back due to COVID. So we fast forward going into 2021. I was able to find that out in May of this year, a judge had denied a motion from Gerald Turner's defense to dismiss a case to decide if he will be released into society or committed to a mental health facility. See, that's the thing. Nowadays, they look at that ish. Like before, like back in the day, it's like, ah, it's fine, you're cool. But now they're like, with everything going on in the world, uh, they don't want, the judges don't want that on them. They don't want, and they don't no, want. No, uh-uh, no, man. Not after this long, too. I mean, 47th anniversary. <laughs> exactly. We talk about Halloween kills their 40th anniversary. It's no different. No different. But it almost, it, it was so wild. It was kind of like Halloween going back and forth, yeah. in and out, in and out, and constantly getting caught. And that's why I was so mind blown about this story. Well, when, well, when you said that he, you know, in the years of like 92, 94, when he had to go, you know, take back and go back to a mental institution and that type of thing, the first thing that brought up or that that came to my brain was in the Halloween of 2018, where those two go to the uh, to the state hospital and Michael is in that um, all like on the courtyard yeah. with everybody else. That's mm-hmm. the I did, that meant that vision just came exactly. just came to my brain. I know, I know. That is all that I could collect. Oh yeah, but it was a good on story, the update of this it. case. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where he is now, currently located, or what's happening to him. But I am following the story yeah, just because update, I am uh, highly interested to see the outcome of what's happened. I mean, you learn from you do so much research at this point, you kind of almost have to know. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, but to bring into the awareness aspect, being that it's Monday and Halloween is approaching, yeah. I just want anybody listening, whether it's people with children, young adults, adults, doesn't fucking matter. You're listening, you're going on on Halloween, just be safe, be wise, don't fucking talk to strangers you don't know <laughs> don't accept things don't from go about by yourself either. buddy system please please buddy system buddy system please. you know keep an eye on your kids get glow yeah. sticks you know just something something because yeah, just be safe out there because it's crazier and crazier correct i mean this happened in the 70s yeah i mean it's only worse now so. exactly exactly that was a that good awareness is, thank you so much for that miss fran of course no that is a big big thing for me so yeah. i just want everybody to have a good time but be safe be safe out there um join us for the last episode of the month on Wednesday um for a little bit of dark history you guys will love it and as always with me my sister Franny and I am DA and we are the, the Spook, Spook Sisters. Sisters stay tuned for our Friday sneak peek at our YouTube channel yeah